At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Good morning, folks. Welcome in. It is Live Bet Saturday, presented by BetMGM. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel in my usual haunt out here at Circus Sports. Danny Burke alongside as well out there in Chicago with the uh, the wonderful. I was going to say I was going to say Chicago State flag, but that would make not make any sense. Uh, the Chicago City flag adorned behind him on the wall over his left shoulder. Is that correct? Yeah, hey, you knew it. You called it out on a numbers game earlier right. this week. So uh, good for you. Callie was trying to c- catch you off guard, but you proved them wrong. So props to you, my man. I, and you know what's weird is I knew it was. I don't know why I know that this, that's the Chicago flag, but I knew it was the Chicago flag. So it's a weird Safe bit assumption. of assumption. Right, a, a weird bit of trip. And that's the other thing too, right? Uh, I mean, I guess I could go with Illinois, but I don't know if you really love your home state of Illinois <laughs> Uh, that much. So it is a Saturday, uh, and we are, of course, at the tail end of the NFL season. It is week 18. We do have two National Football League uh, contests coming up later today. We'll have plenty of content on those, but they will not go off while we are on the air, unlike the last time when we got to watch the Minnesota Vikings uh, build themselves a 33 to nothing deficit to eventually come back from. So we'll have plenty of uh, insight on that. We also have a lot of college basketball. In fact, one game currently underway that I've got action on, this North Carolina-Notre Dame game. Uh, I have bet this thing over the total. Uh, so far, off to a pretty good start, Danny, at least what I have wanted here uh, from a total and pace standpoint. I'm sitting on, I think, I, what I, I'm going to double check this, I think a 143.5 is what I bet this thing over. Um, let's see, 144.5 is where I'm at. So we'll keep an eye on this, and we have a bunch of games that are about to get started at 9 a.m., which we'll keep our eye on, and that would include this matchup between Creighton and UConn. I have laid 6.5 with UConn. So in the in the tradition of Live Bet Saturday, Danny, I've got action for all of us to sweat together, even though maybe you don't have any stakes in the early games at least. Yeah, hey, um, look, that's what we need. We need to get a little bit of action in every part that we got going through the day. And I, I was almost, I kind of liked your angle there with Notre Dame and North Carolina. I like the approach of the over. And like you said, it is off to a good start right now. And, you know, I was kind of thinking that Tar Heels could bounce back here, but didn't want to lay double digits. So I'll kind of be monitoring that game consistently to see if I could get a shorter number on UNC. I mean, they're only up five and you're still laying 11 in the hook. So hopefully Notre Dame can do something to give me a little bit better approach with North Carolina. Um, yeah, Creighton and UConn. So you liked UConn in this game, you said? Yeah, so it's a, it's a little bit of a buy low spot, I believe, at least. Uh, so, uh, of course, UConn, they have dropped their last two games. They have failed to cover their last four. So sliding a little bit, the Huskies are. Uh, I like their depth a little bit more. And like I mentioned, it's just kind of a buy low spot here for, for UConn. A lot of these projections, Danny had this as about a nine-point win 
uh, for the Huskies. I think Creighton is a team. You know, a lot of these squads, like we're watching Notre Dame and North Carolina. These are two teams that are very reliant on their top five. I would say the same is um, that you could say the same. I should say uh, for Creighton, I think that UConn is a little bit deeper here. So I thought it was just a good opportunity to come in and buy low on a Huskies team that had been power rated to the moon for a while, and right. eventually the market kind of caught up with them. And here's the other thing: I mean, they're still a very good team. And once you get into conference play, right? Like this is a, these are a lot of teams that are similarly rated. The Big East is a very good conference, so it's not surprising that they've hit the skids a little bit here. But I think it's a good opportunity to come in and get a short number on a team that I think has a little bit more depth and matches up pretty well with uh, UConn or excuse me, uh, Creighton and what they want to do on the floor. You know? Yeah. No, I, I like that thought process of UConn kind of just coming back and bouncing back, especially after that loss to Providence. I know they've been on a skid, as you already alluded to, just in general. But that loss, you kind of heard the sentiments that they were echoing throughout the locker room and that this seemed like this would be a great bounce back opportunity for them. So uh, I lean that way as well. I'm not someone who likes to lay higher spreads, whether it's the NBA or college basketball in general, just because of the volatility with a game of runs being how these games typically come through. So I will wait for a better number, much like the North Carolina Notre Dame matchup. Look to do the same with UConn there. And uh, hopefully I could get something maybe under five at some point throughout this game, because I do think the Huskies are the right side. But like I said, I'm just kind of hoping for a little bit better of a number. Yeah, I I kind of my, my mindset coming into this, because you're right in general, right? Like basketball, it's a sport that lends itself to uh, runs and comebacks and whatnot. I, I think, actually, I think I'm, I'm, I'm relatively certain I don't have the numbers in front of me. Uh, those comebacks are much more frequent in the National Basketball Association as opposed to college uh, basketball. Sure. College basketball, of course, the rules are different. The way you can play defense is different. It lends itself to teams that when they build leads, uh, more often than not, they can hold on to them. So in NBA games, I'm often uh, very much looking to get in on teams who get off to you know poor starts, big deficits and whatnot, and go and attack from there. But I think for me in college basketball, like you mentioned, a number like six and a half, if I believe that is the side, I feel more comfortable going in pre-flop because I believe that it is a, a little bit more likely that you'll be able to hold on to a lead should you build it up and get past that number, you know? Yeah, no, that's a good point, too. And, of course, you're our NBA resident expert here, and you make a great point in the comparison with college and NBA that maybe a lot of people don't consider on a day-to-day -day basis. Like, you understand the differences in playing ability, but in terms of those specific rules that open up the doors for more scoring and for teams to get back into the NBA. And just because of those talent levels, again, it's like you're kind of going to gravitate back toward the mean in the NBA and what you're saying if a team is trailing or getting off to a hot start. Well, inevitably, they're probably going to start shooting better and conversely on the other side they're going to come back down to earth a little bit if they're just shooting lights out from beyond the arc should also mention what we're watching in some of these other games i think really there's you know we have another big east matchup st john's providence already off to a a very quick start providence is absolutely on fire at this point right now uh with their winning streak and i wanted to go to texas though real quick and set this up because mm -hmm. obviously uh, rodney terry the acting head coach here for the longhorns has been for a while now um we get the news of course during the week that chris beard uh, is officially out for the Texas Longhorns. But what's interesting here, Danny, is the last time we saw Texas, um, a 116-103 final against Kansas State, uh, Texas giving up 116 points in regulation uh, to Kansas State. So how this looks defensively for Texas and how it looks offensively for an Oklahoma State team who's really great at deflections and jumping passing lanes and getting their hands on the ball defensively, can really muck up things left and right. I thought this was a game to maybe look potentially under the total. We'll see if that's going to be the case. It's actually off to a little bit of a quicker start here as Texas hits a deep three to make this 5-3 with the 16-52 left to go in the first. But what this bounce back is like for Texas defensively after what they did against Kansas State is uh, definitely going to be something to watch. Market was all over them too, by the way, we should note. Uh, this thing opened up Texas one and a half. They closed as three and a half point favorites over at MGM. So something worth noting as we're kind of watching these. And I know you're a big 10 guy. You're all over Nebraska, Minnesota, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, look, these are two disgusting teams, to put it uh, quite frank, in terms of just offense in general, right? I mean, both are just brutal, not only from beyond the arc, but also at the charity stripe, which is infuriating, especially on the side of Nebraska when Fred Hoiberg has been here for a handful of years. You would think you could at least accomplish the simple things like connecting on free throws. That's probably one of the more annoying uh, parts when I'm watching basketball when these guys can't hit free throws, both in the NBA and college basketball. So, uh, JVT, I, I guess to me that kind of led me to wanting to consider the under because of the sloppy play on both offensive sides of the ball. But again, I, you know, the market seems to disagree because I think it opened like 127 and mm -hmm. 
went up to like 129 in the hook or so, if I'm not mistaken. Close 130 so, in some spots too, or 130 oh, wow. and a half. Okay. Yeah, so I ended up staying away. You know, I haven't gone too crazy, at least in following Minnesota. They've kind of been a volatile squad. So, and it is one of those things, too, where it's like maybe they're so sloppy that that could just open up the door for a lot of points. But if you're just looking at the stats and how these teams have been accustomed to playing, you would think the under would be a tad bit more attractive. At least that's what I considered. But yeah, I didn't do anything here. And it seemed like Nebraska was getting a little bit of love in this spot. It's just like. You don't know what performance you're going to get out of the Cornhuskers because they've had great efforts against top teams. You look at what they did against Purdue. They dismantled Iowa, but then they go up against other opponents and they play down to the competition or that are equal to them. And again, they just get flat out embarrassed and can't do the simple things. So it's a little bit too hard to handicap on a side. Was more interested in that total didn't end up pulling the trigger. So I've actually, I've been lucky enough. It's, it's so funny with college basketball, all these different matchups and non-con, the, the teams you get to see. I, I got to saw I got to see Minnesota in person in a neutral site tournament down in California about a month ago back, um, and I was watching them up close. Front court wise, they're a pretty good team. Uh, I was actually kind of interested. I don't know enough about them to want to pull the trigger. I was somewhat surprised in a conference which we see all the time, Danny, right in the Big Ten. Other conferences are like this too, but home court means so much in college basketball and just in general in the Big Ten. It seems very important. But a solid front court oriented team. Guard play is not great. Um, I, I kind of wanted to back Minnesota here. They're off to an 8-7 to seven start right now. They lead uh, at the first break, so we'll see coming out how this plays out. But I, th- it's a team that I've got to watch up close and like them up front, but don't like them so much in the backcourt where I think Nebraska's got a little bit of an advantage. Again, don't really have a great read on this in any way whatsoever. Didn't want to play it. Initially thought that Minnesota was the side, but uh, not enough in terms of knowledge to really want to fire away. You see the in-game numbers too, by the way. As Danny mentioned, the total going up already in-game-wise up to 132.5. So we're up in terms of the in-game total, and uh, from a side perspective, Nebraska is still holding on as a 3.5-point favorite. We're also underway between UConn and Creighton. Early 3-2 lead, 1850 left to go in the first half there. All right. Uh, since we're talking about all these, I've gone over some of the bets that I have made. Uh, we'll get to golf, too, because, of course, we do have uh, the Tournament of Champions underway. I, I, Danny, my New Year's resolution, I don't think I've told you this. Um, I mean, we might have mentioned when I had you on the numbers game on, what was I, on Thursday? But uh, mm-hmm. my New Year's resolution is to bet on every single golf tournament this year. So that starts mm-hmm. with Kapalua. I've got Jordan Spieth uh, in pocket. He's the only guy that really has, I think, a pretty good shot at it. Like, Mats is not that far behind, but I think you're a little too far back of the way the course is playing to really get into it. So Spieth is the guy that I'm holding out hope for. He's three strokes back from the lead. I also played a matchup today with Luke List. So I am in on golf as well. But we talked about my bets. What do you got today, buddy? We got, what do you, give me one at least of your college basketball bets that you've made so far. All right, I'll give you one right now. Uh, let's go to Duke and Boston College. So Boston College at home in this spot, and Boston College has actually played a lot better on their home floor. A lot of teams do, but what's important to note is that they've held opponents to an average of just about 61 points at home. They're on a three-game winning streak, and throughout that span is when the defense really has sparked up. And conversely, you look at this Duke team, JVT, and they've had a lot of road woes up to this point. Uh, and it's just been a such a rocky start overall for them in the first year for Shire and I, I don't know I Duke's just not looking as strong as they have in years past and you knew that it was going to be tough with the transition I think Boston College again anytime you get Duke it's going to be a huge game that you circle out and you're giving me eight in the hook I'm going to take that with Boston College well we'll be rooting for you buddy we'll come back talk about those NFL games well let's analyze one of them Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Las Vegas Raiders here in Sin City talk about that matchup and how I was almost run off the road by the Kansas City Chiefs bus on the way in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics exactly. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of it like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back in Live Bet Saturday. Jonathan Von Tobel, Danny Burke alongside as well. We got a lot to get to here today. We're, tr- we're tracking a lot when it comes to college basketball. And, of course, the National Football League Contest, which are coming up a little bit later today. I will say, Danny, so we're approaching halftime uh, in this Notre Dame-North Carolina game. This actually started 30 minutes uh, early. I didn't realize that it started at 8.30 a.m. Pacific time. So this is what worried me before we get to the NFL game. This is So I actually wanted – I had circled Notre Dame to back here, but ultimately settled on playing this thing over because – I wasn't sure offensively what Notre Dame was going to be able to bring to the table here. Notre Dame, really no like good interior presence. Not a team that gets to the free throw line very often. Very reliant on shooting threes. So I figured that while defensively, they probably wouldn't be able to hold back North Carolina, which seems to be the case at the break, it's a 41-28 score. I think I might get burned on this over because I'm not sure that Notre Dame is going to uh, pull their own weight. I think I'm going to get it out of North Carolina, but I think this is... Not the best first half for me from the opposing like, or the opposing team standpoint. A little bit, I need a little bit more from the Irish. Yeah, I, I think that's what caused me some trepidation as well, is if Notre Dame was going to be able to hold their weight. But if it kind of gets out of control enough to where North Carolina can build a comfortable lead and you know maybe they take their foot off the pedal defensively, then the Fighting Irish can get some of their guys who are fighting for playing time in there and you get those garbage time buckets that get you over. I think you still got a good shot at that. If that becomes the case, which could obviously be uh, considering they closed as about a 12 and a half point favorite and they have had a fairly strong hold of this game for the most part. I, I did not realize that uh, Josh Allen has become the star that he is. He's in a Gillette commercial. Yeah, I think I've seen that before. Yeah, I didn't realize Have we that. even ever seen him with like facial hair in the slightest? Don't you want a guy who somewhat has like a beard every well, now and then? So it's more significant. Somebody like you. Right. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of. Put myself out there to get the uh, ad spot. So, wink, wink. <laughs> uh, maybe. We have a sales team here at VSIN, I think. So, maybe we can get you a Gillette sponsorship. Uh, that's a good segue. National Football League, of course. Uh, for those who uh, do not know, or I'm sure you have at this point right now, but worth uh, reiterating, of course, uh, with the new format that the National Football League has decided on this coming weekend, the Kansas City Chiefs control their destiny when it comes to grabbing the top seed in the AFC. Now, there's a bunch of different qualifiers and parameters, uh, but it does seem that depending on what happens, if it is going to be a Bills and or Bengals Kansas City Chiefs AFC Championship game, so we played on a neutral. But before all that, we have to decide what's going to happen in Week 18. So let's get there. Kansas City Chiefs on the road, taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. By the way, I teased this. I'm lying. I don't know if it was the Kansas City Chiefs team bus that actually almost ran me off the road. It was just one of those massive buses that you know teams use in general that cut me off today, and it was by <laughs> Allegiant Stadium. So I'm just assuming, and it sounds like a better story. Uh, eight and a half is the spread. 
A total of 52 and a half. So I will give you the floor here first, Danny. Your thoughts on this matchup for Kansas City. And Elliot, tell me if I got this right. Kansas City, 5-0 and in the division, but 0-5 against the spread in those divisional games. And should they go undefeated but without covering, it would be the first time that has happened in the Super Bowl era? Wow, look at that. I memorized it all. What do you think, Dan? JBT, yeah, I, I, was, I mean, look, every time you see this Kansas City team, well, maybe not every time, but a lot of people look to wanting to back them because you know what they are capable of on the offensive side of the ball, but still what has been their consistent issue season after season, even when they won the Super Bowl, is their defense. And that's being put on center stage even more so this year. So that's what makes it so difficult to lay over a touchdown with the Chiefs, regardless of who their opponent is. And on the other side with Las Vegas, it's a tad bit tricky because, yes, they have all those weapons offensively, JVT, but like, is Jared Stidham really going to be able to replicate that performance that was put on display last week? It was against one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the NFL, so you would imagine he can, can contribute enough, get the ball out to put them in a spot to score. So, I, look, I, I get the allure in terms of taking the points with the Raiders. I certainly would rather do that as opposed to laying it with Kansas City. I would probably, as my top play, want to bet the over. You already saw it move from like 50 now to 52 in the hook. So, you know, that might be an in-game spot where if there is some slow progress on both sides, especially maybe Las Vegas, and then Kansas City can build a little bit of a lead, but the totals dip down, maybe you look to jump in in that aspect. So that will probably be the way that I look to approach it. Now, I know also, and I'm, I'm curious your thoughts for this whole conversation. We can wait to get your analysis on this game to get into it, but... A big, a big bet that, or bets in general that people are looking into is these player incentives, right? Whether it's the contracts, whether it's breaking records. Now, Patrick Mahomes is 430 passing yards away from getting the single season passing yardage record held by Peyton Manning. Look, realistically, he's not going to throw for over 430, but maybe he will against the Raiders secondary. And I know people with that in mind are kind of attracted to the idea of just blindly betting his passing yards prop over. Uh, not that I'm going to do that because it's been heavily adjusted. Pretty much in, well, I guess I'll hold off more on that discussion. Do, do you have a play on this game before I get to the real question I want to ask you? Uh, so, first off, no. Um, I will say, one of the things that sticks out about Kansas City is, you know, really quietly, if we're looking at what they have done this season, this has been one of the more overvalued teams by the betting market in the National Football sure. League, right? They are 6-10 and 10 against the number. They have covered just one out of their last five games. And look at some of the numbers they're putting up, right? 12.5 against Denver, 14 against Houston, which is overtime, right? 8.5 against Denver again. Uh, they were 2.5-point favorites on the road against Cincinnati. Lost that game outright. How about on the road against Canada? the uh, Los Angeles Chargers near the end of November? Five-point favorites ended up winning, but they did not cover this has been a team that the betting market really believes in, and you can understand it to a certain extent, but it is a team that is believed in too much. And I think defensively, Kansas City is a fine team, uh, but they are in average to maybe slightly above average team. It's like not, they're not like they're dominant by any stretch when it comes to their play defensively. To the level of Jared Stidham and the way that he played in that game, Danny, is it replicable? No, I'm not sure, right? Like a, a PFF passing grade of over 80 on an average depth of target of 11 yards downfield. It was a super aggressive passing attack, and Stidham looked absolutely phenomenal. Great at avoiding pressure. To that degree, is he going to be able to bring this performance back? No. But I, is he going to be able to perform well enough here in this offense that it's going to be able to keep them within a number? I, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't sleep on it at that point. And here's the other thing. You mentioned the most important thing. It's the Raiders' defense and if they're going to be able to stop a nosebleed here. Because while that game was close on that Monday night matchup between these two, when Carr, of course, was on the field, uh, after that, you know, going into that second half and the rest of the second half, they did not stop them. Was it five of six drives or four out of five drives, whatever yeah. it was? Like, that's going to be the big deal here. Are you going to be able to get one or two stops that's going to allow your offense to stay within this number? For sure. And that's what makes it so difficult to put, I guess, an official play, at least in terms of backing the Raiders, because you know that switch cheese can be coming about on that defense. So that's what makes the total a tad bit more attractive, I would think. Yep. Uh, JBT, the question that I was going to ask you about. So, again, it revolves around these player incentives and everybody looking to bet these props. So, for example, in that Jacksonville-Tennessee game, there's two notable guys where you can look at their props because Zay Jones, if he gets... 
80 receptions here, he would get another $250,000 as the incentive. Okay? 80 reception yards, right? Receiving yards. Uh, or pardon me, if he gets two more receptions, he would get 80 catches on the year. So that would be like another, okay. you know, however many, you know, 250,000, whatever it is. And uh, yeah, there might be something else with his yards. And then Christian Kirk gets a half million if he gets 80 receptions. He has 78 himself. So look, just in general, whatever the semantics are, the specifics, I feel like you got to be careful with those in a game that's a do or die, right? Like if you're kind of in a game where it doesn't matter as much, sure, you're going to look to get that guy as back and you can filter him in the game plan more than you typically would. But I wouldn't just blindly bet these guys like Zay Jones and Christian Kirk in a game where they're not going, all right, let's make sure he gets this amount of catch, this amount of yards. No, the game plan is for them to win. That's first and foremost. It's not about getting those guys their incentives. So I think you got to be careful when it comes to those games and looking to bet those incentives. Because first of all, it's already going to be baked into the line. And second of all, it's not just a throwaway game that's meaningless. It's a game where you have to put together a game plan because it's a playoff game virtually for the Jaguars. So they're not going to care about Jones and Kirk getting their bag. I mean, statistically, sure, it may be an advantageous matchup, but you shouldn't just blindly bet it because of those incentives, right? Uh, yes, I would agree with all that. I think you took everything out of my mouth. Because here's the, the, the other aspect. You mentioned it, like, right? If I always say this, if you know it, they know it. And how about this? So you said Zay Jones needs two receptions to, to hit his incentive. Um, his reception yeah. prop is four and a half, shaded to the over at minus 160. Right? Like, right. so <laughs> like when you're talking about, like you said, blindly betting these things because they're incentives, one, I think the angle is correct where if you're going to go down that path, you're probably looking toward teams who have been eliminated or have nothing to play for mm-hmm. where they can probably gear. They're, you know, play calling toward guys who need these incentives or want these incentives. Uh, but the other aspect is, even in those games, these these numbers are heavily shaded to the side yeah. that they need. You're not getting much value. So I'm with you. I always like this week because a lot of people just bring out these things and they're like, all right, let's blindly bet. I'm like, okay, <laughs> so what are you doing with Zay Jones? He only needs two. Are you betting under four and a half and plus 120 because he only needs two? Or are you betting right. over four and a half and minus 160 because you think they're going to get the ball to him and you're laying a ridiculous price on an inflated number? Exactly. Like the one that kind of makes sense that you could do, like the Chargers may not need to try as much. Gerald Everett and DeAndre Carter are some guys who need some. With Everett, he needs five more receptions to get $250,000. But again, his reception prop is at four and a half with heavy juice to the over. So are you willing to lay it is the thing. Are you willing to lay it with Georgia? We're going to find out. Our national championship game is set. Georgia and TCU. We'll find out what Danny thinks in this matchup between two powerhouse programs. That's right, the Horn Frogs deserve our respect. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for a betting edge, come on, who isn't? VSIN's experts have you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today for a special introductory price of $9.99 and get access to the best betting talent in the game. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get everything we do to make you better sports better, including pro tools, pro picks, and pro tips, along with our 24 7 video channel. Pro subscribers also receive VSIN betting guides previewing major sports and events. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe today for only $9.99. Become a part of the Sports Betting Network family. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. All right. Quick updates uh, around college basketball, and then we're going to get to the National Football League. Minnesota holds an early 26-24 lead over Nebraska. 6.36 left to go. That's now knotted up at 26 apiece. Remember, Nebraska closed as about a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road here in that Big Ten matchup. Texas Again, we're watching this team defensively, how they respond after giving up 115 to Kansas State last time out. 20-14, 8.34 left to go in that first half against Oklahoma State. Texas up on top. So a solid defensive performance from the Longhorns so far. And a poor start for my minus 6.5 for the UConn Huskies. Not terrible, uh, but down 15-13, 11-15 left to go in the first half. Did seem like for a second... Uh, that Creighton might start pulling away here, but that is not the case. So the Huskies trying to claw their way back into this one. Even though, I don't know. Do you claw back in when you're only down two? Not really. Uh, all right, Danny. Let's do it. National championship game. Georgia. TCU. Before we get to the game itself, because right now we'll, we'll call this consensus 12.5 with a total of 63.5. That is the exact same number over at BetMGM, which we're currently looking at now. If you go back to TCU's performance against Michigan, this is where I wanted to start because I've heard a lot of, 
TCU essentially got lucky. They were outplayed and yet still won the game. Would you agree with that assessment and thus be looking to play against TCU here in this spot? I wouldn't say they were lucky or got outplayed. I just think they took better advantage of opportunities, right? I mean, like Michigan, you get two defensive touchdowns and you end up winning it like by a single margin, essentially like that's, that's taking advantage of the situation. Sure. Like, yeah, you could say it's lucky and clamor that they shouldn't be here. But I mean, come on, you can't say Michigan deserved it more after that crap performance. I mean, how about that fourth down play call at the beginning of the game in the red zone? That's not what Michigan does. You don't get pretty. You don't get cute. You just punch it in because you're a tough football team and you strayed away from that. I don't know why you did it. And look, you had a a call that didn't go your way, so be it. You still fumbled and missed an opportunity. You had the interceptions. Okay, McCarthy played like crap. That's not luck. It's because, again, you did not take advantage of those opportunities. But I do want to say a couple things too, JVT. Props to you because you were on the Max Duggan train all year. You know, I gave you some props earlier. I'll double down and give you some more. And also, you had the great angle of looking at TCU in the first half. I know you liked them for the full game, but I think maybe officially the first half was your Mm -hmm. uh, top play. But look, you you nail that down, and Michigan just looked lost after that first play when they were kind of dealing with some of that adversity. And it it does scare you a little bit in the sense that backing TCU in this game against Georgia because you're like, all right, is TCU really, really that good? And again, they're here. Obviously, they're a really good team. Or is it more so of the thought process that Michigan just kept shooting themselves in the foot? Because the easy option would seem to take such a big spread with TCU, especially after Georgia has had their mishaps this year and keeping games close, came down right to the wire with Ohio State. But do you expect Georgia to have those issues in such a big game like Michigan did last week? And how many is it going to take for Georgia to really fall behind like Michigan did? Again, like you already said, like there were a handful of mistakes, yet they only lost by, what, six? They still had a chance to win the game, tie it, whatever it was. That's what gives you a tad bit of trepidation on fully going in on TCU. But yet they're still the more tempting side because you're catching so many points and you do know what they what they are capable of offensively. But it's been the same narrative all year. Like, when does this luck, if you want to call it that, run out? When does the talent subside and when does Georgia show that they are the more powerful team? But again, we said that with Michigan and TCU had no issues moving the ball against them in their defense. I, again, they gave up a lot of points, but they still had some miraculous plays that put them out on top. So I, I don't know, JVT. I'm kind of waiting to hear what your thoughts are because I, I do lean TCU, but I still think at the end of the day, it wouldn't shock me if Georgia just maybe not routed them, but at least covered in this spot. So I, I am I'm I'm pretty solidly in the corner of Georgia here. Um, from a side perspective, if you were to tell me pick a side here, lay it or take it, I would lay it with Georgia. It's not something I'm going to bet. And I think this is my stronger angle, uh, angle, Danny, and I'm waiting to see what the market's going to do. I do think this is a game that is correlated uh, side and total. And so I think if I'm right in my assessment that Georgia is the side here, I'm going to play this game under the total. Uh, We're at 63 and a half, as I mentioned, is the high number on the screen right now. Uh, It's come off of the opening number of 64. So that, that is what I'm going to be looking to play here. And I'll take you back to a couple of the matchups that we've seen with Georgia. And that's why I think that I want to play this under as opposed to maybe lay this with the Bulldogs. That first opening weekend matchup, yes, Georgia dropped 45 on Oregon, but it was 45-7. to It was a game that went under the total. Um, and I remember because I bet that thing under, I think it was 53.5 or 52.5. And, a half, and he, it was that final drive from Bo Nix that ultimately stayed out of the end zone. But it, it, there's a common theme with some of these matchups, right? Go to the Tennessee game which was kind of a suffocating affair for this Georgia squad, and that was a lower-scoring contest. Uh, even Georgia and Florida, while that was a 38-20 final, they kind of suffocated the life out of Florida once it was a 28-20 game, put the foot down, pulled away. But again, it, like I keep using that word suffocating because I think it's a really good example of what Georgia does in some of these really in some of these big matchups. Now, they didn't do it against Ohio State, obviously. It was a high-scoring affair, and Georgia's secondary looked like it had some really big issues. And there is quite the chance that TCU comes in here and exploits that secondary, and Georgia needs to score a few more points. But I think when you're looking at their ability to contain TCU up front, make them a little bit more one-dimensional, I think if you're Georgia, the explosive plays will be there, so there's a chance that I get burned on this. Like I might be right on the side, but Georgia takes advantage of this TCU defense enough to where it still goes over. But I I think either playing this thing under or maybe even playing under TCU team total of 24.5 
is the way that I'm looking at this as opposed to going out and backing Georgia outright. I think we're going to get back to what we saw from Georgia throughout the regular season with this ability up front to control the line of scrimmage, with the ability that kind of makes Max Duggan in this offense one-dimensional. Duggan's a really good quarterback. As you know, love the kid. He's not C.J. Stroud. Stroud was incredible. Dealing with pressure, stepping up in the pocket, extending plays with his legs, finding guys downfield, dropping dimes. Duggan's good. I don't think he's going to be able to deal with the pressure in the same way that C.J. Stroud was. So that is my thought, is really strongly leaning either under the total for the game or under a team total for the game. And by the way, as we speak, Danny, this is where the interesting part gets to. Both Circa and the Superbook have gone to 13. So as we're talking right now, uh, and we're getting closer to game time, this is moving in the direction of Georgia. I would expect that if you like this, uh, here in Las Vegas, there is the win who has 11 and a half. I would go out there and lay it, if you like Georgia, I would say, because I think, Danny, by the time we get to kickoff on Monday, that this is going to get to that full 14 again. Yeah, and that that's a good point. That would be kind of nuts to see it go to 14, but I, I think you're right. At the end of the day, the closer we get – the more conviction you're going to have on Georgia, a team that has been incredibly consistent. You never really lost faith in them until toward the end of the Ohio State game where Ryan Day just couldn't help but get in his own way with his clock management. Um, I know it, it, it's tough. Again, I, I've said that like you're looking at the points and you can see why TCU is more attractive, but it's one of those things where you know, TCU is a great Cinderella story pretty much coming into this. And in basketball, yeah, you can get away with that sometimes. But football, I feel like seldom do you get that because at the end of the day, the better coaching, the better talent, the stronger team, the better experienced team prevails. And that's why Georgia still seems like it could have a lot better of a say to want to lay it with them than take it with TCU. Um, you could also, I guess, if you're a little bit uncomfortable with Georgia for the full game, maybe consider something in the first half. Now, it looks like sevens are painted across the board. If if it were under a touchdown, like six in the hook, would you consider the Bulldogs in the first half? Or do you think maybe some mayhem could occur and you know TCU could have something scripted that it would keep it close for them in the first half of the yeah, game? Yeah, I, I think you hit on the most important part. I love Sonny Dykes. I, I think he's a phenomenal coach. I think if TCU is going to like, – the, the, the part where TCU becomes most live or is most live – is going to be at the beginning of this game where everything is scripted out, right? Where Dykes and this offense and this staff have a chance to get ready for Georgia, look at the, the secondary weaknesses, right? Get into this thing. And it also goes back to what we're talking about, too, like my trepidation to kind of lay a number here with Georgia. There's a pretty good chance after the first quarter, Danny, this is not it up. It's a one-score game, sure. whatever it is. You could get a, a relatively cheaper number. Now, we'll see if that's going to be the case because you and I talk about this all the time with live betting and whatnot. When you're a highly power-rated team like Georgia, the market and the algorithm gets pretty stubborn. So even if it is, let's say it's like 7-3 TCU at the end of the first quarter, more often, Georgia's probably still going to be like an 11-and-a-half-ish point favorite. There's not going to be much of a budge there if that's going to be the case. But I think when you're looking at it from a first-half perspective, I think the Horned Frogs, if it plays out the way that I expect it to, I think that is when they'll be their most live. Yeah, I think you may be right. And then at the end of the day, it's like, all right, what more can we come up with against the stout Georgia defense? We're on the other side. The Bulldogs are probably going to be able to do whatever they want against not that great of a TCU defense. Again, they had their moments against Michigan, but Michigan was still able to score on a consistent basis and just couldn't help but get in their own way. Look out. Nice little 6 nothing run from UConn. Oh, it's over. All right, 22-21, 7.05 left to go in the first half. It is a one-point lead for the Huskies. Keep track of that, the rest of college basketball. And we'll get to a little bit more college sports on the other side. Kyle Hunter is going to join us next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Place an NBA one-game parlay wager with four leagues or more, and if you miss one leg, you'll receive up to $25 back. Just opt into this promotion on BetMGM's app or website. With one-game parlay, you can make selections within a single NBA game, including team and player props. So go ahead, take your favorite NBA star to go under his point total prop. The home team. To fail to cover. Let's get some road underdogs in here, huh? How about the under and points for the matchup? Opt into the promotion, then place an NBA one-game parlay wager of four legs or more, and you'll get up to 25 bucks back if you miss one leg. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued in non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. I always say, you've never lived until you've bet an NBA game under the total. Man, it's quite the, quite the rush when you're watching them sprint up and down the court. And Oh, boy. Kind of stressful. All right. Let's welcome in Kyle Hunter. Nice enough to give us some time here this morning. Talk a little bit about what's going on in the world of college sports, both football and basketball. You can follow him on Twitter. Kyle Hunter Picks is the Twitter handle. Kyle, thank you very much for the time. Uh, so wanted to start with uh, first off the national championship game coming up in a couple of days. We were actually just talking about this, and I know it actually goes in uh, into what you're looking at here. I was making the case just a couple of minutes ago that I think TCU is going to be most live in this first half when Sonny Dykes and this staff get to script plays, get to really get ready for this Georgia defense, which seems to have some problems in the secondary. I think if it was going to go for TCU, if you're going to back a side, it would be TCU first half as opposed to for the game. And it seems like you're kind of going down that path, right? Yeah, we're thinking alike here. Um, I like that angle because Georgia, you know, team talent-wise, it's tough to go against Georgia with TCU uh, for a full game. I think Georgia will probably outlast them. Uh, TCU is a really well-coached team. I think they have really good coordinators on both sides. Also, Georgia, the way they've been attacked this year has been in the deep passing game. Think about the LSU game and then again against Ohio State. Can TCU attack them the same way? I think they can. Max Duggan has a 92.9 PFF grade on passes of 20 yards or more, 18 touchdowns and three picks. So even though TCU doesn't have the same depth at wide receivers as Ohio State, Quentin Johnson's a superstar. I think TCU will take some shots down the field. As long as Duggan has some time, I think they can have some success on something like that. Um, and when you look at uh, the total here, I think it's a bit tricky because the two teams are 79th and 109th out of 131 in tempo. I think it's hard to bet an over with that kind of tempo, but, I mean, you guys just watched the last couple games. Like right. Super hard to bet the under in a game like this. And the way I like to look at this is uh, Georgia's depth and overall talent advantage could be too much for the whole game, but I think TCU can scheme things up, like you said, and uh, stay in this game for a while. So I do like TCU plus the seven in the first half. 
So, Kyle, imagine that, say, TCU does cover that first half spread. Maybe they're trailing by four or three. It's tight, whatever it may be, because you're saying that you do think Georgia has enough to kind of come out on top. Would you maybe then look for an adjusted price, a second half bet, whatever it may be, on the Bulldogs to then figure things out in the second half? Does it have to be at a certain number for you to attack that, or is that already kind of instilled in your potential game plan? I think it depends on how the first game looks or sort of the first half looks. If, if um, TCU is having a lot of time to throw where Duggan can take those shots downfield, I probably wouldn't want to bet um, Georgia in the second half. But if they're getting pressure on Duggan and they're just making plays out of nothing, then yeah, I could see Georgia second half being a good bet or a live bet on the Bulldogs at some point. I do think Georgia is the better team. I just don't think, they're quite as dominant as some people have said. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, the Buckeyes are my favorite team, and the Buckeyes really should have won that game. They, they blew their chance for sure. But uh, TCU, I think, will be well prepared for the game. I'm just concerned that TCU doesn't have the same amount of depth that Ohio State has. Uh, before we get off this game really quickly, what are your expectations for Stetson Bennett? Because the, the numbers looked good for him, but there was a stretch there, Kyle, where uh, he looked pretty subpar. Yeah, Bennett was really poor in the first half, and actually his whole PFF grade for the the game was 65.8, which is really not very good. Um, You know, the first half he looked really bad. The second half played well. I mean, you have to give Bennett credit. He's clutch. You know, fourth quarter he's played very well. I think he's an easy guy to root for, but he's not like a superstar quarterback. He's a good quarterback. Um, I, I think Bennett will play well here. I do think that TCU is going to take some chances again. So I think the question is, is he going to make mistakes like J.J. McCarthy made for Michigan? Because I think TCU is going to take some chances, uh, try to pick off a pass or two. And I think the key, too, for TCU is can they slow down Brock Bowers? Bowers is a matchup nightmare, so I think that will be something to keep an eye on. All right, Kyle, moving to college basketball. I know you got some action on the hardwood today. Let's start with Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Both have lost their last three games, have yet to get a win in conference. We do see Mississippi State is about a five-and-a-half-point favorite. What stands out to you for this matchup today? Yeah, I like the under in this game. And uh, people who know me well know that I'm a totals better first. Um, I've had a lot of success with totals long-term. Mississippi State really slows the game down. They're 334th out of 363 teams in the country in tempo. Chris Jans, um, he's going to have his team play slow and play really good defense. Um, Mississippi State is in the top 3% in the country in shot selection allowed, um, basically the quality of shots for their opponent, according to shot quality. So they're, they're giving up some really tough shots. Ole Miss ranks in the top 14% as well. So two really good defenses. I think we see a lot of tough mid-range jumpers which are, in general, low-quality shots. The other thing that I think helps this under is Mississippi State just coming off a game where Tennessee just shot lights out, 12 for 21 from three-point range. I think that's inflated this total. We've seen a number go up about three points here throughout the day. So I'll, I'll take the under here on this one, thinking that this rivalry game between these two teams from Mississippi can go under the total. So, Kyle, let's go to a uh, what I think is a very unheralded conference. They deserve more respect. The West Coast Conference is a ton of fun. There's a lot of good programs here. And uh, Herb Sendex squad, Santa Clara, has been playing some pretty decent basketball. They get Gonzaga today. Zags have not been covering numbers. They're laying eight and a half here against Santa Clara. Are the uh, Broncos live in this matchup at home? Yeah, you know, I kind of wish Gonzaga hadn't just barely won last game because yeah. obviously that can sometimes wake up the team. But I still am going to back Santa Clara giving, get, getting this many points. I mean, I thought it would be six or seven points. You're getting eight and a half points. Gonzaga can still win by a decent margin here and you cover the spread. I do think the Zags will probably win this game. But you got to think about the fact that Gonzaga is the huge name team in this conference. They're going to take everybody's best shot. And the Zags aren't as good as they've been in some of their recent seasons. If you look at the numbers, They're 214th in the nation in effective field goal percentage defense. That's not good enough, especially when in past years they could outscore everybody because their offense was so good. Um, This year, a little bit less efficient on offense. They were first and second the last two years in effective field goal percentage offense. They're 12th this year, so they're good on offense, but not quite as good as they have been. I think Herb Sendak's doing a really good job with the Santa Clara team. Uh, They lost at home by three to a very good St. Mary's team. Santa Clara's played a pretty decent schedule so far this year. I think this is a great opportunity for them. They're a good defensive team. In fact, in quite a few of the metrics, they're rated better defensively than Gonzaga. Now, obviously, they don't have the same talent Gonzaga does, but you're giving me a well-coached team 
plus eight and a half points. I'll take the Broncos here. All right, Kyle, you said you like betting totals. I know in college basketball, a lot of handicappers may seek out games that uh, may not be receiving as much attention, and this could certainly be one of them. With High Point in South Carolina upstate, uh, with this total, which side should we be considering for this game? Yeah, guys, I like to get really deep into the weeds and, and to find value in college basketball. And I think You'll High say. Point and SC Upstate, yeah, I think that qualifies. So, uh, under the radar games can really certainly have some value long term. High Point is eighth in the nation in tempo. USC Upstate's a little bit above average with their tempo as well. And a big key here is two things. First, both teams have a really big advantage on the offensive glass. Both teams rank in the bottom 40 in the country in defensive rebounding percentage. So I would expect a lot of second chances in this game. And along with that, high points 21st in free throw attempts divided by field goal attempts. They're living at the free throw line. SC Upstate 64. Both these teams foul a lot. So you see a combination of a fast pace, a lot of putbacks, and a lot of trips to the charity stripe. To me, as a total is better, that's the type of thing I look for when I'm betting a pretty high over is uh, free points at the free throw line, a lot of second chances. So you miss the first look. You get a putback opportunity. If you miss that putback, a lot of times you're getting fouled. So I think this one can go over the total in this under-the-radar game between High Point and USC Upstate. Kyle, we got about like 40 seconds real quick. we got a picture of you in a Boise State hat. You a Boise guy? What do you think about this uh, Utah State matchup today? Uh, you know, I'm an Ohio State guy first. I, I do like Boise in general, but um, Boise, uh, their defense is very good. I tend to like unders in Boise State games. Uh, Utah State is a, a good defensive team. I think Boise, really in general, is a team that can be uh, tough to play, tough to match up with. But uh, Boise, offensively, can have a difficult time. They can go through those slumps. That can be tricky. Kyle, it's always good to talk to you, man. Thank you very much for the time. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot. Kyle Hunter picks up on Twitter. We'll take our break, give you some updates. Don't look now, baby. UConn. Come on, stretch the gap. Every time I say it, they create and hits us something, man. Come on. All right, I won't mention it anymore. Second hour, Live Bet Saturday on the way. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.